Are you a woman searching for purpose and success? A housewife? Maybe a single mother? You're in the right place. Welcome to Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Activate, motivate, inspire. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast, and I am Miss Lisa Nobles, your hostess, and I am so excited to have you joining with me today. And speaking of today, I have a very special segment planned for you, and it is entitled Kings of the Round Table, where we will discuss dating in the 21st century and waiting on on my roof and I have one single Christian King here at the table with me today so let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Terry McGee who is from Abilene Texas and I am so elated that he took out his time to get ready to share his Christian insight on waiting on his Ruth. Which, speaking of Ruth, I have the pleasure of including two queens who have taken on the task of asking this king from a woman perspective what we want to know about the thoughts of men and their expectations of their Ruth. So welcome, Lotta Vaughn and Dr. Jo- Georgia Kent Coleman. Excuse me, everyone. I am so excited. I I am stumbling over my words, but I am so elated that God is using this podcast as an opportunity to touch many people all over the world. So let's begin our round table discussion. And we're going to start with introductions. So briefly, I'm going to ask each one of my guests to um, introduce themselves and just tell a little bit about what they do and the importance of um, sharing their message of waiting. And in the, in this case, the two queens, of course, they're going to be speaking from the perspective of a Ruth. But at the same time, they're going to be sharing and hopefully to empower other young women in the world of what to expect when you're waiting on that significant other, right? So we're going to start with Terry. Terry, if you don't mind, just briefly tell us. Okay. My name is Terry McGee. Um... Uh, I've been doing prison ministry for about 20 years. I like riding Harley Davidson motorcycles at least five miles every day. Okay, Terry, I love that. So what is it that you do and, and why is, why are you, why did you accept this challenge of coming to the round table to have this discussion about waiting on your roof? Well, um, I don't know. I think, I think today that, that a lot of young men, myself included, take a lot of things for granted. Is that um when you when you gave me the opportunity and you asked me, you know, I was more than happy to to try to help you out. And I, I think that's a, an important issue that we need to probably look at in depth, you know? Exactly. I, I totally understand because the 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 discussions that's going, that are going on in the 21st century between our young people, sometimes as I'm strolling through my social media site, one thing that I have noticed in particular is 
the way we dress and not we as, of course, the older tenure people, but the young people in it. And what concerns me and what is so passionate about my empowerment podcast is that what are we teaching our younger generation? Uh, are we teaching them and reinstilling the Christian values of how to dress when we're trying to, or uh, when they are trying to attract a certain type of man? And a lot of, a lot of people feel that being half naked is the way to go. And that concerns me so intricately. But that's another conversation for a different day. Lala, would you mind sharing, of course, Miss Queen, about yourself? Yes, my name is Lada Vaughn. I am an entrepreneur. Um, I am trying to run several businesses at the same time. I have a six-year-old daughter, and I love to travel um, in my spare time. Awesome. I love that. And Dr. Coleman, thank you for joining the, the podcast today. Can you go ahead and share a little bit about yourself, please? Yes, I am a middle-aged lady. I am an author, a motivational speaker, and a writer, and a pastor. And I have a women's group that is designed for broken women, people that's been abused, hurt, or going through different issues or addictions, or just been um, used by men and looking for support for their healing, and not making the same mistakes again. And I am writing a book for women and getting ready to start classes for them to help them rebuild their lives and not make the same mistakes again. Thank you very much for your introductions, everyone. I am, again, I am so blessed that we are here and we're going to have this roundtable discussion. And all it is, is we're all, for example, a virtual roundtable, and we're going to present this topic, and then we're going to share our ideas, and of course, we're going to have the Q&A, and we're just going to discuss. So I hope you're ready, family. So let's get ready to talk about it. Dating in the 21st century, waiting on my Ruth, and I will begin the discussion with our king. Terry, I have three questions ready for him, and then we will move on with the show progressively. So, Terry, tell me, why have you chosen to wait for that special one? I mean, again, as I kind of alluded to er, alluded to earlier, that women, some women nowadays think that de-dressing de and de-robing and plastering themselves all over social media could possibly be the way to attract attention or attract the man attention, but a lot of times they are attracting the wrong type of attention. So tell me, why have you chosen to wait for that special someone? And and I would love, we would love to hear your thoughts. Well, the reason I'm waiting for that special someone because I've been in enough bad relationships to know what I don't want. So, you know, I definitely don't want nothing that I've seen before or that I've done before. Um, but I, what I found was that when I, I, you know, for a long time, I had a problem with self-love, like a lot uh, of my brothers have problems with self-love yeah. until I got to the point where I was able to love myself. I wasn't able to love anybody else anyway. So, so part of the problem was probably me, but today, you know, through, through living life and, 
I believe I have self-love, and, and therefore I'm able to show my love to someone else because self-love is sort of like a direct reflection on how and how much you're able to love other people. I show how much I love by, by how I treat people, especially the significant others around me. I love that, especially when you said that you've been through enough bad relationships that now you have a model or a focus of what you want in a woman. So therefore, it gives you the clarity or it gives you the empowerment to be able to to wait for that special one. So I think that's relevant because as women, we so t- so many times we think about, um, well, we're thinking about our self-love, our self-respect. We don't want a man to mistreat us. But we never sometimes, I think, or hardly ever, I see times where we think about the man's perspective and that maybe he does have damaged self-love and that love and that he ha- he is working on himself. And I particularly love when you say, that you got to a point where you begin loving yourself and then you understood that by loving yourself you can ultimately love someone else and again I'm sure the queens can attest that we as a woman we don't think that way generally we're always thinking about the woman who has we're broken so a man he's already together he's just going through life you know doing what he does so my next question for you Terry is what are some of the qualities that you're looking for in your roof um one of the main qualities that I look for is honesty is this the type of person that I could spend the rest of my life with? Well, I'd be comfortable with this person. But I, I know that a lot of times, you know, some of us are a little older than others. And, and you know, when you start getting older, you know, there's an old saying that you can't teach an old. And, and a lot of us are complacent. We get used, we get used to having things our way. But I know in a relationship, it's 50-50 and it's give and take. And and I got to be willing to change and accept change. And, you know, and, and today, I think that's all right with me. I love that, Terry. I really love that, especially when you say the 50-50. And, 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 you know, maybe the queens will discuss this further in our second segment of, you know, get having that 50-50 give and take. And you have to be willing to compromise. And then not only that, the importance of knowing that you want to, you're dating with a purpose is what I'm, I'm hearing you say. You're not just dating just to be dating. You're dating because you want, or you will be, are you looking for your roots because you want to spend the rest of your life with someone else. So from your first question until the, the second answer of your question, it's making me think that only way you can do that is by working on yourself. And I think that a lot of times what we do in this world is we're so focused on working on everybody else, trying to get everyone in our circle around us ready for us, that we forget that the intricate part of relationships in any case is building that one, not only with ourselves, but with God. So my next question would be is, do you think it's been a challenge in finding your Ruth, or has it been a challenge in finding your Ruth? Well, no, I don't think so for me. 
I've found my root of, you know, I've been, I've been um, in a relationship now for about 12 this person, years. You know, she's a, she's a very godly person. She's uh, very caring. She's, she's been the apple of my eye for a while, and, and I'm sure I'm the apple of her eye because, you know, we, we have intimate com- conversations in which, you know, we tell each other on a regular basis. Um, you know, I've already, you know, let her know that, hey, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not looking anymore, and I, I don't think she's looking anymore. We spend a lot of time together. We, yeah, I mean, we go on a lot of vacations and stuff together. And matter of fact, you know, we we've been engaged now for a couple of years, and we're just waiting. You know, I know she want to be a June bride. And probably next June we probably go ahead and and tie the knot and, and be together the rest of our life. And I think that is you know, so important, Terry. Uh, forgive me, but I think that it's so important and relevant. How do you? How did you? Being in a relationship for twelve years is a very long time. I have another segment where I've brought on a guest and we talked about um, how to be in a lasting intimate relationship whereas this particular guest mentor she was married for over 40 years and I often say when I hear people who are couples who have been together for a long time people don't stay together 12 minutes nonetheless 12 years how do you how did you do that I mean you know how did you do that Actually, it's pretty easy. See, part of the reason was because when we first got together, I had an accident. This woman hit me on my Harley. She broke my leg really bad, you know, and I was in the hospital. I didn't walk for two years. And, and I, you know, I had I'd been in a previous marriage, you know, and, and in that marriage, I had known this person for probably about three or four years and we got married and I said, Oh man. And we stayed married for seven years and I mean it it was all right and everything, but then we started drifting apart. And I, I wanted to make sure that I really know the next person that I want to spend my life with. And see when I got married in my first marriage, you know, I believe in marrying for life and I believe in being there for that person for the rest of my okay. life and that's but, but in this relationship is totally different. So what do you think was a difference? What made this person be your Ruth? What, what, what? And, and then I want to also, because you, you're very, you're a Christian spiritual person. So also real quickly, just add about your Christian val- Christian values and how that played a role in your Christian values. Well, I, I could say this. I could say that uh, we spend a lot of time with God. We talk about God a lot. You know, she's she's very spiritual, and so am I. You know, whenever we eat, we, we, we sit down and we pray together. We talk a lot about God. We, we, we share different Bible studies. You know, I got, I got a, a ministry in which I send out texts every day, and she's had a ministry since she, where she sends out texts every day also. And we we compliment each other on that. I think, you know what, I don't think it's nothing I've really done. I think it's something that God did. 
I think God probably sent her to me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because I believe that God don't want anybody to be alone. And he, he blessed me. He blessed me far beyond what I deserve. <laughs> I love that. And we're going to, I mean, I love that immensely. And I know that the audience can appreciate so far what we've been discussing is waiting on the, on your roof. And what exactly we're, we're focusing on is dating the 21st century, but we're going to add those Christian values and that Christian aspect to that. So I want you to stay right there and we'll be right back after this quick break. The Savvy Space Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. We'll be right back. Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Welcome, welcome back, everyone. We're back and you're listening to the Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Our segment is Kings of the Round Table. Specifically, we're discussing dating in the 21st century, waiting on my roof. Family, if it's okay with you, let's continue the discussion. So the second part of the show I'm really excited about, we're going to hear from the queens. These women are Christian single women, and now we have our king in the hot seat for a moment, so to speak, and I know he's going to feel very comfortable. He has a wealth of knowledge. We would like to hear from the king from a woman perspective, how men think in their expectation of their roots. Of course, we're aligning this with our Christian value. So we're going to first begin with Lada, then we will go to Dr. Coleman, and the queens have two to three prepared questions for our king. So Lada, this is your time, queen. Take it away. And of course, Dr. Coleman, you can chime in because this is the, the we're at the round table. This is this discussion and it is what it is from this point. So let's talk about it. Lana, what would you like to ask? Okay, Terry, if you are a man that has it all together, are you looking for a woman that has it all together herself or do you look for a woman that, um, might, I would say, need a man's help or make a man feel more needed. If, if, if I got everything together, I, I'm going to be looking for a woman that at least got 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 her stuff together. Because, <clears throat> you know, if we, if we already got it together, why would we go backwards and complicate the whole situation? You know, in a relationship, a lot of us got a misconception of what a relationship is. I'm a little too old to be looking for like a booty call or anything like that. You know, what I'm looking for is somebody that's going to be a help me. Somebody that I can spend my life with. Somebody I can get old with. Somebody I could travel with. Somebody that, that if I talk about something, they know something about it. Somebody that, that I could love and be loved by. I think that's so trivial. 
um, Terry, on some of the things that you're saying, which I wish we could expound upon this one particular point that you mentioned is misconceptions of what a relationship is. I don't want to take up much time, but Lada, do you, or Dr. Coleman, do you have any other insight on that, of anything that Terry said? Or Lada, do you want to move on to your next question? Go ahead. You guys have the floor. Well, I've heard some men say that they are looking for women who are not selfish, that they look at how they treat other people, um, the respect that they have for other people, and they are looking for someone that will allow them to be the leader of the house and that they can discuss any kind of issue with. I agree. Because some, and which is what Terry just said, basically, is that he want to be able to have a conversation. So I think, again, as women, we need to be equipping ourselves even if you're not in school, for example, if you like to read, be preparing yourself during this time to be able to have a conversation with the man. Again, it's not about dressing half naked. It's a, maybe if we look at it from this perspective of dressing, if you're going to dress naked emotionally, meaning being vulnerable from that perspective. But I think we do need to be able to equip ourselves culturally as well as uh, from that perspective of reading and, and indoctrinating ourselves with something outside of just the basic social trends, trending topics, right? So, Lada, do you want to take it away for your second question? Yes. So, for my second question, um, and not just um, so much a question, but by my own experience um, as well. So, I feel like I have been a woman who has supported um her man from the very beginning, from the ground up, um, supported financially, believing in his dreams, um, trying to make that happen for him. I've uh, been there taking care of the household, um, you know, taking care of our child, um, not nagging, doing the things that I just feel like I, you know, the best version of myself for this man to support our family, um, never making him feel less of a man, even if I made more money. So where am I going wrong um, in that situation to where uh, we are not together today, um, but we still are, you know, business partners, we're cordial, but um, I just wanted to know, I guess, um, well, why. Sister Lada, I don't think it's anything that you probably done wrong other than probably choosing the wrong person because nowadays, See, I played sports all my life, and and I've always been real good, and I've always been like captains of the team at a certain point in my life that, you know, relationship ain't like playing sports. At some point, it's it's got to stop being all about me. See, because selfishness and self-centeredness, it, 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 it basically almost ruined me. And and I ain't never been the type of guy that, that, that needed any woman to try to support me or anything. And I've always thought, you know, I'm the man. And so, you know, I need to be the one doing this. But now, the, the, the lady that I got right now, she makes more money than I do. And it's cool with me today. But see, a few years back, it probably wouldn't have been. But um, you sound like a real a real good queen and, and, and there's a lot of men out there that would love to have you in their corner and have a woman like you, a woman that they sell in the, in the, around the house and, and still make a lot of money and, 
It's still their form. It's their, it's still, you know, and if they fall down, you know, you're giving them a hand up and not looking down on them. I don't, I don't understand why a lot of men nowadays, you know, but these, these guys nowadays, a lot of them are users. They're trying to see what they can get, and I don't understand that. Well, it's been my experience that if a man is ungodly and you're a godly lady and you make more money than they do, that a lot of times they are intimidated um, by the fact yes. that you're independent or have more money than they do because they want to be in control and, and want to be the leader and they want to be the one that feel like they can control the finances and everything and they feel sometimes intimidated when you make more if they are ungodly. I agree 1000% Lada in this in this discussion about um, everything that Dr. Coleman as well as Terry has presented here. One, one intricate point that I do want to mention of course is choosing the wrong person and I think a lot of times from a psychological perspective mm -hmm. what we tend to do is when we are kind of emotionally damaged which we may not think that we are we will tend to gravitate towards those things that give us a false sense of what a relationship should be and give us gives us a false sense of security emotional security which i believe that that's why christ as being the head of the church he left us that example of not settling but i think a lot of times so many times we become afraid and we want to do the right thing and as and terry pointed out that you're you're a good person and you're a strong person and you're an empowering person but yet there may be a part of you in which says, you know, I can settle a little bit here, but Queen, I'm I'm with both uh, Dr. Coleman as well as, as as Terry in saying you can't settle in any part of your life, and in that part where we are emotionally distraught, we have to fill that void with Christ versus with the man of the relationship. Why can't I be so passionate about sharing this with you? Because I too have lived that. So speaking from a personal experience, you know, it, it has to be a part of your repertoire, your standards that if a man is not to a certain level, then you he can't date you. Because unfortunately, as Terry mentioned, men sometimes are looking for what they can get from you and not even just men, women too. So let's be fair here. But okay, Lada, do you have another question? Or, or, we're ready. This is a great discussion. No, I don't have another question, but I agree with everything that you all said. Um, and for, so for my next one, I am not willing to settle um, at all. And like you said, every time I, you know, felt down about it or felt sad about it, I really just prayed about it. And I'm, I'm, I'm through with that situation. That's phenomenal. Dr. Coleman, we're going to turn the discussion a little bit towards you. I know you've prepared some things. And if you want to share any more insight on this last question, that's perfectly fine, of course, because we're at the round table. Go ahead. You, you yeah, have the floor. The thing is, how do men feel about online dating versus physical dating or how long they should date before they discuss marriage? Um, I, I did the online dating as well as the physical dating because, and I did more online dating because of me living in a rural area and not being exposed to 
a lot of men that were on the level that I was looking for. But then I also found that with online dating that a lot of people can put up a front to be someone who they are really not. And when you meet them, not what they said they were or who they said they were. All right. Yes, ma'am, Sister Coleman. Um, there's so many guys that, that feel like they, they, they got to meet up to to the world's qualifications and, you know, and they're going to always blow it a little bit over the top, you know, because they have problems with insecurity, you know, but me nowadays, I'm just me, nothing more and nothing less, you know, because God put it in my heart a long time ago that, you know, for a long time, I didn't like who I was. And I had a problem with who I was. And if I have a problem with who I am, I'm going to have a problem with projecting who I am to other people. And, and see, today, I, I, I love myself, and, and I'm, I'm all right with myself, and I enjoy being Terry. And I know that Terry may not be rich. He may not be the best-looking guy around. He may not be the greatest athlete in the world, but you know what? I like being Terry, and, and I love being Terry. But now, on, on, as for online dating, you know, I would suggest that, you know, everybody do a little bit of online dating, you know, at first, you know, to, to try to, to see what they want, to see if the person is bringing what you're looking for to the ball game. Are some of them guys deceitful? Are some of them guys out there just reaching? Yes, they are. But I think that if we wait on, wait on God, see, sometimes... Sometimes God will send the right person to us, but, but we'll jump before that person get there on something else that God didn't send us. That's Sometimes true. we just got to wait on God, and he, he, he'll send the right one to us. And, you know, when that right one come along, you got to know it, you know? I mean, it's going to be like a ton of bricks. And sometimes we got to give ourselves a chance. And sometimes we sell ourselves for a lower amount than what than what we are really worth. That's true. You know, I I I've seen a lot of people that I wish I could have bought them for what they worth and sold them for. I, what I agree, Lava. Do you have any comments on this this discussion this part of the discussion here before I say anything? Um. No, I've never done online dating, but I feel like um. A lot of men, it doesn't matter, it could be online or it could be in person, for the first at least three months, I feel like sometimes they um, pretend to be something that they actually aren't, <laughs> and I've experienced that. So tell me what your experience, Lada. Give us an example of someone pretending to be something that they weren't, because I've heard that from um, all three of you. They're this great person in the beginning, and they will do anything for you, and they act so caring. Um, just, you know, and you're thinking, okay, I've got a guy here that's catering to my needs and, you know, I will cater to his needs and give it about six months or so. And then the real, you know, person could, would come out where he's not, what happened to those phone calls or what happened to the lunch? Exactly. Um, maybe they're comfortable, you know, down that line, but it's like, hey, I need, I still need you to do what you were doing in the beginning to keep right. me. 
I agree well, I one thousand percent. Go ahead, Doctor Coleman. I'm I'm just I'm moderate. I'm the moderator. <laughs> Go right ahead, Doctor Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not consult God. Um, I just went along with my own understanding of who a person was, rather than consulting God about it. That had. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you said that because I think that's intricate that you are important that you didn't consult God. I, I'm there with you. All four of us here at this roundtable discussion can attest to not when we don't discuss or we don't consult God or seek him first. We are, we are, we're going to experience those relationship failures. Right. Another thing that Lada said is when she was explaining what she expected as far as catering to her needs or you used to take me to lunches. What what made that man change? Now, I'm not advocating one book over the other one author, and I don't want to put a plug in for any person. But at the same time, a person that I greatly admired, of course, who is a celebrity that I've read three of his books out of the four. And one thing that he advocates is the 90 day rule. So I'm going to and I know, uh, Dr. Coleman, you have another question. But real quickly, I think this is important to uh, pose to all three of you. The 90 day rule. Do you think just as Lada said, Lada said in a six month period of time, that person totally changed. But do you think it had anything to do with us giving so much of ourselves as women are men in the first 90 days and days. And yes, I am meaning intimacy. Did, is, did we move too fast and therefore the man kind of moved on his way? But don't take it for granted because women can do that too. So I'm posing that to all three of you. Um, Terry, if you want to go first and we can go to Dr. Coleman this time, then we'll go to Lava if you want to address that. The 90-day rule. I think sometimes it may have to be more than a 90-day rule. Sometimes it may be less than a 90-day rule. But see, the problem is a lot of times we want to play God in our own lives. Instead of waiting for God, you know, we put God in control, and then as soon as somebody come along, it may not be the person that God sent us, but we'll jump right out and say, oh, yeah, I know this is God right here. This God sent me this. You know, but see, today in a relationship, the same thing that we use, to get this person, we got to continue to do them things. Like me and my queen, do, do I still send her flowers? Yes, I do. Do I still go out there and, and rustle up that uh, the barbecue pit and, you know, throw her some ribs and stuff down? Yes, I do. You know, because I enjoy doing these things for her. Awesome. You know, and there's things that she do for me also, you know, and I said, oh, man, this, you know, and it makes me feel so special because it's just so, it's so intimate, I think. Lada or Dr. Coleman, do you want to chime in on, on this 90 day rule of waiting to have um, intimacy? In essence, you're kind of, you're kind of. Uh, practicing abstinence, if you will, for a brief period of time. So what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I agree it sometimes take a while to truly get to know a person and then sometimes even after you marry a person, you really don't truly know the person um, the way you do it. But I do agree that a lot of times Satan will send his counterfeit 
first before he said mm -hmm. before God is the right man or woman alone. And sometimes we settle for the counterfeit before God has a chance to bring the correct person along and put ourselves together and God then put us together. I love that. Lada, I heard you chime in, Queen. Go ahead and share your perspective of the 90-day rule and, and, and how that, may, do you think that had any bearing on why your relationship resulted in that type of an outcome? I do. I think that you should um, do the 90-day rule. I feel like because then you will see a guy's true intentions, um, you know, if he willing to wait. Um, and it could be longer than 90 days. But if he's not, then you know, you know, that he only wanted one thing from you versus valuing you and when you are ready, um, you know, to spend more time with him. I agree 1000%. And oh my goodness, this discussion is just getting started. It is phenomenal. And I can definitely appreciate everyone's perspective on relationships. Specifically, what we're discussing now is our outcomes and not having the type of outcome we want. Is it attributed to having sex or being intimate too early. And I think that is all of these, these issues that we're discussing today is important when you're waiting on your roots. Now that we've gotten to this level, is it important when we're waiting on our Boaz, right? You guys have been so phenomenal and we're running out of time. That 40 minutes have gone by so quickly. I am loving this. We're going to have to really consider a king part two. Uh, we might have to rename this segment to the kings and queens of the round table because we have shared a lot of enlightenment today. And I know that the audience is really enthusiastic in hearing more about this. So real briefly, I need you with 30 minutes, 30 seconds to a minute, Terry, if you would give any final words for this particular segment of waiting for your root. What would you say to that young man who needs to appreciate or, or even just choose to wait for the right woman in his life? What would be your closing thoughts on that? I would say for, for the young brother to, to learn how to love himself first. And, you know, but see, if you learn how to love God, God will teach you how to love yourself. And then and only then can you love everybody else around you. I say build yourself up, build God up, you know, make God real in your life and do the next right thing, whether somebody's watching or not. I love that. I mean, it, this has been such a wonderful time. Dr. Coleman, I definitely want to have you as well as Lada back um, in another segment. Unfortunately, today, this has been so great. We're just running out of time. But... I am looking forward to a part two. So hopefully our guests will consider that. I am elated that you have participated in this show today. I know that someone has touched your life today with their wealth of knowledge. And I just want to take the opportunity to thank you so much for all. Of, thank you so much, all of you, for downloading this podcast or listening to this podcast. And to the Savvy Speaks guests, thank you. And the king as well as the queen. Of the and remember, you are a unique combination of experiences clothed in destiny, strength, 
as well as purpose. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast with Ms. Lisa Nobles. Online at imlisanobles.com and on Facebook and Instagram at EWOFP. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review. And we'll catch you next time on Savvy Speaks Empowerment Podcast. Activate, motivate, inspire. But I had to realize Well, um,
loving person, passion, 